Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go. All right. Go ahead. The time is now. Let's do it. Here we go. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. So glad you're here bright and early. On the way, celebrity birthdays, this day in history, random facts. And DiGiorno has a new Thanksgiving pizza. We'll talk about that today. A bank robbed with a guy's 90-year-old mom with him. We'll also do Talking Law with Greg Thurman at Thurman and Flanagan in studio. All that and more coming up today, brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com, or give them a call, 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays here for Wednesday, November 8, 2023. Laura and Elena, country star, 29 today. Jessica Lowndes who is Adriana Tate Duncan on 90210 is 35. Jack Osborne, Ozzy's son, is 38. Dania Ramirez, who played Amy Eden on Sweet Tooth, is 44. Tara Reid, actress, 48. Matthew Riss, who was Philip Jennings on The Americans, is 49 today. Gretchen Maul. Who played Jillian Darmody on Boardwalk Empires 51? Tech 9, American rapper, real name Aaron Yates, is 52. Parker Posey, who is Dr. Smith on the Netflix remake of Lost in Space, is 55. Courtney Thorne Smith, Jim Belushi's wife on According to Jim, is 56. Foulmouth Hell's Kitchen chef Gordon Ramsay is 57 today. Leif Garrett is 62. Ricky Lee Jones is 69. Alfre Woodard, who played Jason Momoa's foster mother on C, is 71. Bonnie Raitt, 74. On this day in history, Wyatt Earp's friend, Doc Holliday, died of tuberculosis at a sanitarium in Glenwood Springs, Colorado at just the young age of 36. That happened on this date in 1887. In 1889, Montana was admitted as the 41st state. In 1910, William H. Frost of Spokane, Washington, patented the insect zapper. Elvis Presley. The movie Jailhouse Rock released on this date in 1957. In 1960, John F. Kennedy defeated Richard Nixon and became America's first Catholic president. Days of Our Lives premiered on NBC on this date 
1965. The following year, Ronald Reagan elected as governor of California. And on this date, 1973, Disney's animated version of Robin Hood released with Robin as a fox and the rest of the characters as other animals. I watched that movie many, many times as a kid. That happened on this date in 1973. George Bush I won the presidential election on this date in 1988. George H.W. Bush defeating Massachusetts Governor Michael Dukakis, or as my daughter says, Michael Dukasis. George W. Bush elected governor of Texas on this date in 1994. Lots of election stuff here. In the year 2000, Vice President Al Gore telephoned Texas Governor George W. Bush to concede victory in the presidential race, but called back an hour later to retract his concession and kick off the Florida ballot counting chaos. Yes, and on this date in 2016, Donald Trump elected the 45th U.S. president. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. The QR in QR code stands for quick response. They were actually invented back in 1994, were originally used to track car parts for a Japanese company. QR codes could store more information and fix the problem of having to scan multiple barcodes. The design was inspired by the classic Go game board. It's interesting because, I don't know, the early 2000s, everyone was trying to push QR codes and they just never really stuck. But when COVID happened and you could scan things for menus and things like that, it, it's now it's like here to stay. It's kind of interesting. Daniel Day-Lewis is the only actor who's won an Oscar for playing a president. He won for Lincoln in 2013. Six other actors have been nominated for playing the president, but they all lost. Elvis never performed outside of North America. He wanted to. He was planning to. Uh, and, a other, and other than a few concerts in Canada in 1957, he never performed outside the U.S., the four American cities with the biggest land area are all in Alaska. Sitka, Juneau, Wrangell, and Anchorage. Jackson, Florida is the fifth largest American city by land area. By land area. Ellen Burstyn got an Emmy nomination in 2006 for Best Supporting Actress in the HBO miniseries Mrs. Harris, even though she was only on screen for 14 seconds and had two lines. I mean, I would say that's a uh, that's a good return on investment for your time. She lost, but the Emmy still added a rule the next year that anyone who is nominated for supporting actor or actress had to be on screen at least five percent of the time. Just just the minimum there. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday as we try to get over the hump here. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law. Next hour, DiGiorno's has a Thanksgiving pizza. Would you be interested in that? We'll talk about that. Uh, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, speaking of which, and the turkey shoots are underway tomorrow. Yeah, a little fun on the radio. Be listening for the turkey gobble. Be the correct caller on the Williams Properties Real Estate phone lines, and you guess the correct number of shots it takes to bag the bird, and you win a turkey from Hart's Family Center and if you don't win, you can still get a two-liter bottle of Coke, courtesy of Sunfest Market. It all starts tomorrow on your radio, the 2023 Turkey Shoots with Carroll County Broadcasting. 
And a very pleasant good morning to you. Well, it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno, right? Well, do you like these specialty pizzas that are so popular these days? How about a frozen pizza that's inspired by Thanksgiving? That's right. If you've ever found yourself in day five after Thanksgiving with uh, leftovers wondering, can I make a pizza with this? DiGiorno did it. They're selling a Thanksgiving pizza featuring turkey gravy sauce, sweet potatoes, green beans, cranberries, mozzarella, cheddar, and some kind of crispy onion topping on a Detroit-style thick crust. Hmm, that sounds disgusting, doesn't it? People are not optimistic, but you look at the photo and it actually looks pretty good. Looks almost like a veggie pizza with uh, some slices of turkey on it. The pizzas are not in store. you got to order them online to Giorno's website. They are releasing a limited number of them every Wednesday through Thanksgiving. Hmm. Okay, so they are out. They cost $11.23 because the date of Thanksgiving this year is 11:23. So a little play on the numbers there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It could be just fancy photos here. You look at the photos, but that gravy sauce is what's throwing me off. I don't know. As if we don't get enough Thanksgiving leftovers. Maybe you you just, you're ready for Thanksgiving. You don't want to go through the whole process of cooking and turkey and all, all that. Go ahead and get your fix now. And maybe you can wait until Thanksgiving for real Thanksgiving food and you get one of these DiGiorno's pizzas. If you do get one of these, you buy it at their website, please let me know how it is because I'm not willing to try it. So good luck and good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. A Pennsylvania man robbed a bank. And guess who he had with him? His 90-year-old mom. She was in the car and he fled from the police. This is Police Chief John Viola talking about Glenn Allen Mashevsky being caught and taken into a custody with his mother. Officers took him under arrest, but he had his 90-year-old mother with him in the car. We brought her in also. She was she was released later that afternoon. We had to send her home by Uber because there was nobody who could pick her up. I have never seen anybody hold up or steal with her 90-year-old mother in a car. So, you know, I wouldn't take my mother on a crime spree, I can tell you that. <laughs> That's is really strange. Maybe he thought that that could get him out of some trouble? Or was she an accessory but played dumb? Who knows? It's all so thick with irony, and it is stranger than fiction. Good morning. Good morning. Back in studio, Greg Thurman of Thurman and Flanagan. We are talking law. Greg, thanks for being here. We are talking again about disability. What are we going to uh, cover today? Well, I want to explain to the listeners uh, kind of the the five-step process that is Social Security disability. Uh, it is called the sequential evaluation process. And, and the first question that the claimant has to ask themselves is, are they performing SGA? It's a fancy acronym for substantial gainful activity. You can work part-time and pursue a Social Security disability case, but there are specific thresholds when it comes to gross earnings that once you make more than that, you cannot pursue a claim. The majority of my clients, Ike, aren't working at all because they can't, either because of a physical or mental impairment or combination of the two. But step one is, I get these phone calls all the time, you know, hey, I've got, you know, these physical problems, I'm still working, what do you think I should do? And that's always a difficult call because I think there's a lot of value 
that comes from work. I think there's a lot of intrinsic value to the person. But when you start talking to somebody and they start explaining to you the physical issues they've been having, the fact that they've missed a ton of work because of it, the fact that their relationships with their supervisors and their coworkers are now strained because they're not able to quote unquote carry their load, their doctor has recommended they stop working. Those are the types of calls that I get in which I will explain to the client that, look, you're making too much money right now to start a claim. You can't get past the first stage in the sequential evaluation process, which is SGA. So you have to make that decision for yourself. Are you willing to stop working altogether or reduce your work to such part-time level that you can start a claim? You have to get past the first step, which is, is the person performing substantial gainful activity? Most of my clients are not. They're not working because of the physical or mental impairment. The second step is, is there physical or mental impairment? Is it a severe medically determinable impairment? Is it severe? And there is a standard under the law for, for that term. Most people will have severe physical or mental issues. It doesn't mean they're disabling. It just means they can get past step number two, that they do have a severe physical or mental impairment. Step three in the process is, does this severe physical or mental impairment Does it meet a listing of impairments? Uh, Social Security has set up specific listings of impairments for certain illnesses or impairments that people have. And you look at that listing to determine whether or not what the person is dealing with meets that listing and the severity that that listing requires, the, the, the limitations that that listing requires. I will tell you that the majority of the cases that I've done over the years are not listing of impairment cases because that's such technical guidelines for meeting those listings that the majority of my cases are one at step four and step five of the process. Step four is can the person return to their past relevant work? You know, they're not doing SGA. They have a severe impairment. The impairment doesn't meet a listing. And the first thing we have to ask ourselves is, can they go back and do the work that they did in the past? And past relevant work, we look back 15 years, it's work that was done six months or more. And ultimately, it comes down to a person's residual functional capacity, their RFC. That is the most a person can do despite the limitations that are caused by their severe mental or physical impairments. And that is where the majority of my cases are one. That's where we look at symptoms uh, that are associated with these severe impairments and how those symptoms become limitations. We seek doctor's opinions from a doctor that has treated this person for this severe physical or mental impairment. And we ask that doctor, based on these symptoms, what limitations from a physical exertional level or a mental exertional level does this person have? And then we incorporate those limitations as part of our argument that there are no jobs that would accommodate that person eight hours a day, five days a week. So can I ask you a clarification here? We're not talking about workers' comp. These disability, if you're disabled, it's not from necessarily being on the job. It's just in general. And then second question would be, what about sole proprietors? Of course, we're in a community of, of a lot of sole proprietors. And you can pay into the Social Security system, either through uh, being a W-2 employee, that's the FICA tax, and also when you have your own company and your accountant does your taxes, you can pay into Social Security. And I encourage people to pay into Social Security for two reasons. You want that for retirement. You also want that for disability. But that is done through your tax return. And there are times that people work, either 1099 employees and uh, or self-employed, and they don't pay enough into the Social Security system to be insured for the purposes of disability or have much of a retirement. Okay, uh, And that can be a problem with self-employed people. But I'm 
not an accountant. I leave that up to, you know, to the accountants and the CPAs that are out there. But I do encourage people to pay into the system because that's how you're going to get the benefits that, that I've talked about. Now, I want to be very clear. <laughs> There's a saying, don't judge a book by its cover. And I think it applies probably to my disability clients more than any other area of practice that I've ever been involved in. You can't tell what's going on with a person until you see their medical records. You can look at somebody and they look perfectly fine. And I hear this all the time. So-and-so is on disability. There's nothing wrong with them. Until you get in and you see what their medical records are showing is wrong with them from a physical standpoint, a mental standpoint, or the combination of the two, you really can't judge. That's a childhood saying, don't judge a book by its cover. But I'm telling you, it is the most applicable to this area of my practice than any other area that I've ever practiced in. And until I get in and get the medical records and start really seeing the fluctuations of the person person's symptoms. Because again, it's not whether Ike Wingate can go out and mow his grass for 30 minutes. Does that mean he can work or not work? You might go out and mow your grass for 30 minutes, then you may come in and take a hot bath, two pain pills, and you're in a recliner for a day and a half. Okay? Your neighbor might have saw you mow your grass and says, well, there's nothing wrong with Ike Wingate. He's not disabled. Well, the standard is, can you work eight hours a day, five days a week? Being able to go out and mow your grass for half an hour doesn't mean you can do that. Because a lot of times when people go and they do activities, they pay the price for them from a, right. if they have a physical impairment, and which you do see in the records, but what the neighbor may not see or the, the, the know-it-all out there uh, is that they have made a trip to the emergency room the next day or they're back at their PCP and, you know, documenting all the problems they had with that activity that they did. And so there's a lot of misinformation uh, out there about the program. There's a lot of misinformation out there about how easy it is to get. And I want to talk in our next segment about the different stages that you go from the initial application to the request for reconsideration, to the request for hearing, to the appeals council, then to federal court, and the timeline that these cases take. I think it's important that people recognize it is a marathon, not a sprint. And if you're committed to pursuing a claim, it's only because you truly know in your heart you can't work because it'd be much better to get a job, much easier to get a job if you could do it. So informative every time I'm learning something. Thank you, Greg, for being in studio. Look forward to next time with Thurman and Flanagan and Talking Law. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. This is one of those feel-good stories, a military mom or dad returning to surprise their children. A mother who is active duty in the Navy surprised her 10-year-old son with a homecoming at his favorite restaurant, Chili's. This is the moment he was surprised by her sitting at the booth waiting for him. To the right. Right there by the window. Wow, always they're just always great moments, are they not? Hopefully after that, they had some baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. And that is Caught Doing Good. You got a good story out there? Let us tell it. Email it to show at IkeWingate.com. Good morning and happy Wednesday to you. How about ice cream? You scream? We all scream for ice cream? Yeah. Well, Baskin Robbins has come out with a another flavor. Another flavor of ice cream. Just what we needed, right? Well, what do, what do you think the flavor is? Any guesses? I mean, how many new flavors options could there be out there you know what i'm saying but they found one how good it is well i'll let you be the judge because i'm not quite so sure about it are you ready for the big reveal it's inspired by thanksgiving side dishes yeah if you liked uh, that DiGiorno's 
Thanksgiving pizza thing we talked about earlier today. This might be the perfect dessert. It's not pumpkin pie. Baskin Robbins has just announced its new flavor of the month called Turkey Day Fixins, combining flavors of sweet potato and autumn spice and mixes in sweet chunks of honey cornbread with tart swirls of cranberry sauce. Uh, I don't know. That sounds like an upset stomach waiting to happen. It's available all month long at Baskin Robbins locations nationwide. They are taking pre-orders for their turkey cake, which does not actually have turkey in it. It looks like a bird that's fresh out of the oven, though. Uh, It can be filled with any ice cream with legs made from sugar cones with caramel praline glaze on it for a juicy sheen. Well, I tell you what. What do you think about this? How do you feel? Do you want to... Okay, once again, it has in it flavors of sweet potato and autumn spice with mixes of sweet chunks of honey cornbread and tart swirls of cranberry sauce. I would much rather try this ice cream than the turkey pizza. I don't know about you. What do you think? Let me know. Send me a text, 870-505-1518. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, Attorneys at Law, online at ozarkjustice.com, or call them at 479-253-1234. Well, starting tomorrow... On 107.1 FM, when you hear the turkey gobble and be the correct caller, you can get in at uh, the Williams Properties Real Estate phone lines, 870-423-2147. So when you hear the turkey gobble, be the correct caller, and then guess the number of shots it takes to bag the bird. If you do guess correctly, you can win a free turkey. You will win a free turkey from Hart's Family Center. If you don't win... It's okay. You still get a two-liter bottle of Coke, courtesy of Sunfest Market, just for playing. It all starts tomorrow. So be listening for that turkey gobble, and you can win with Carroll County Broadcasting. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up, show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.